Hello and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm Gemma Benford, Head of Customer Marketing. Our regular host, Joe is on holiday, so I'm back as your guest host, where we discuss all things related to catering for dementia. If you're new to the podcast, welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm pleased to say we're recording this episode in support of World Alzheimer's Month, with Alzheimer's one of the most common causes of dementia. It's estimated 70% of residents in care are affected by this devastating disease. It's an important aspect for care catering and something we work on with many of our customers to help create suitable and innovative menu options. Symptoms of dementia can include memory loss, problems with language, not recognising food, loss of appetite or refusal to eat, which can lead to risks with malnourishment and dehydration. To help us understand more about how to best support residents, I'm very pleased to welcome to the podcast one of our customers, Rob Byram, Regional Hospitality Manager at Hallmark Care Homes. Before I get into the conversation with Rob, I just wanted to remind you that all of the links to the information we discussed today are in the show notes. There's a lot of support available on our website. So Rob, welcome to the podcast. Hi Gemma, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. So before we get into the details, would you mind telling us a little bit more about you and your role at Hallmark? Uh, yep, absolutely. So like you said, I'm Rob Byram. Uh, I'm the Regional Hospitality Support Manager of Hallmark Care Homes. Um, so I first joined Hallmark back in 2012. Um, I started off as an apprentice. Uh, I then worked my way up to become a Hospitality Services Manager um, and I was based at Buckleton Grange Care Home in Ipswich at the time. Um, I then left Hallmark um, after four and a half years, however, decided to come back or come crawling back, as I like to say, um, nearly two years later. Um, and I've now been back for just over three years um, in my current role. Um, so my role in a nutshell is to support all of our homes um, with all aspects of hospitality. Um, so that's from the catering all the way from the suppliers, um, all the way through to the food safety in the kitchen, all the way through to the dining experience. Um, the housekeeping, laundry, um, the garden and general front of house um, service. It's obviously been a really difficult last 18 months for the sector. How have things been for you at Hallmark? Um, of course, very challenging, uh, like it has been for everyone. Um, however, Hallmark have been a great support. Um, they've always, you know, always put the residents and the team safety as a priority. Um, they've ensured we've always had the most up-to-date guidance, had the correct PPE, uh, and we've always had very close communication uh, throughout the whole pandemic. Um, so, yeah, we've um, sort of made, made the best out of a bad situation. How many of your residents roughly are living with dementia? Um, what work have Hallmark done to support them? So we've got uh, 13 homes in England uh, and six homes in Wales, um, all um, providing a varied of uh, residential care, nursing care and dementia specialist care as well. Um, so... All of our homes range. I think our smallest home has 40 beds uh, and our largest home has 120 beds. Um, so, yeah, there's quite, obviously quite a lot of residents there we, we do support. Um, you know, there's lots of um, lots of different things um, we've, we've got in place um, with supporting residents live with dementia. So the communities, for example, they're always tailored um, for residents living with dementia. Um, you know, it could be something very simple, um, you know, a, a coloured bedroom door, for example. Uh, the resident may... Um, you know, may remember the colour of the door rather than a number. 
um, some of the residents have a sort of a large photo um, of something they uh, recognize. It could be family, it could be themselves, um, it could be a pet, you know, it, it's entirely up to them um, and it, it depends on what would support them. Um, so yeah, there's lots of, lots of stuff we, we can do to put in place. And what are some of the main symptoms um, that you see in people that are living with dementia? Um, so, yeah, it's impossible to say, to be honest, um, but everyone's um, personal experience is different um, and the way the disease affects people uh, may vary. Um, so one of the, or, or a lot of the main things people generally think of is sort of short-term memory loss. Uh, it could be reduced ability to think through situations, um, inability to follow maybe a process. Um, so sort of the order... Um, you do things, um, possible problems with vision, uh, not recognising certain objects. Uh, it could even be a reduced sense of smell or taste, um, although some people actually have a heightened uh, sense of smell and taste. Um, could be problems with spatial awareness. Um, of course, that's all coupled up with uh, other challenges associated with um, getting older. And thinking about that, um, either loss of taste and smell or heightened senses as well catering for dementia that poses a few challenges um what are some of the the challenges that you face with catering for your residents um i think quite a few of the challenges you know um like you say taste appetite um you know obviously if you're not hungry you're not you're not going to want to eat you know like anyone um maybe forgetting the mechanics of eating um maybe could be difficulty with swallowing um you know using cutlery um, you know, knives, forks and various pieces of crockery. Uh, it could be uh, residents recognising different foods or not recognising them. Um, you know, you need to be aware of noise, you know, around in the dining rooms or wherever they may be eating. Um, possibly, you know, potentially unable to focus for a certain amount of time. Uh, reduced sensation of being hungry. Um, you know, not wanting to sit down for long periods. Uh, and it could even be, you know, walking around a lot. Um, and that's obviously expending energy. Uh, so trying to get enough calories in to support, you know, that increased use of energy. Um, yeah. And many, many more. Yeah. And I think um, one of the key things you mentioned there is this sort of um, need to create a, um, a desire for eating, um, whether that's from, you know, the smells of something baking in the oven or the, or the visuals. Would you mind talking to that point for our audience on, on how you, at Hallmark go about creating a bit more desire around food? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the most important thing for me is, you know, give the residents what they recognise and what they want to eat um, as well. You know, it, the worst thing is going into a restaurant, for example, and that you're looking at the menu and just you just don't like the look of any of it. Um, so, you know, that's something just really obvious, but sometimes is actually missed. Enable them to eat when, where and how it works for them. Um, so that could be in their bedroom, could be in one of our restaurants or the cafe um, or even one of the lounges if they for that might be a bit quieter for them. Um, don't complicate things. Um, sometimes we, we sort of look into it a bit too much. And then before we know it, we're adding too much in. Um, and yeah, it's just confusing the situation. Uh, we like to use show plates um, for menu choices. So that, that consists of plating up one of each um, meal on the menu. Uh, and enabling the residents to see it, smell it and feel it if they really wanted to, um, you know, to, to make that choice. Um, of course, we will have written or we do have written menus in the middle of the table as well. Um, but it just ensures, um, you know, everyone have that way of ordering something, you know, they'd like. 
serving the meal straight away. Um, obviously, we don't want to keep people waiting um, and you know allow them to lose interest. Um, try and understand changes in taste. Um, so you know, does the person need more or less added to to each meal to make it you know more tasty or or whatever it needs to go? Um, and yeah, and, and enable them to eat on the go as well. It's not you know if someone's hungry, let's support them there and then, uh, rather than say you know what you know lunch isn't for another hour. Um, you know, can you wait? You know, well no, they can't. Um, so you know, let, let's um, allow them to eat as and when they want to. Uh, of course, you know, looking into um, support from the speech and language therapists as well. Obviously, they're, they're a huge support. Um, you know, creating great smells um, to signal it's time for something to eat. You know, like we do like to bake bread in the dining rooms, what obviously spreads that um, sort of aroma around the whole community. Um, you know, in the mornings, we do like to, um, you know, cook breakfast where we can on the communities in the dining rooms. Um, you know, if you're anything like me, if you smell bacon in the morning, um, it, it immediately immediately makes me hungry. I love the idea of the show plates. That's brilliant. Are there, are there any particular dishes that go down really well with your residents? It's all down to the residents' um, likes and dislikes, um, to, to be perfectly honest with you. So, you know, every home is different. Um, something I'm very passionate about is having a different menu in each of our homes. Um, so, you know, a number of providers um, like to have one menu in all of their homes across the country, um, you know, for obvious reasons, uh, really. However, you know, we ensure the menus are created by the residents in that home um, using their likes, dislikes um, and the regular feedback we get. Uh, we, we try and get as much feedback as we can on a daily basis. Uh, we do also have regular food forums as well. Uh, what we're always looking for feedback on, you know, stuff they're really enjoying and we want they want to keep on the menu. Uh, and certain things they may want to uh, swap, adapt, um, and maybe change for the next menu cycle as well. Um, so our menus are generally very popular in each home, you know, for that reason. Um, they are chosen by the residents. However, I know if we if we swapped and changed some of the homes, uh, it might not go down too well because obviously everyone's got a you know a different um, a different palette. And are there any different formats of food that you that you would um use for people living with dementia so I'm thinking you mentioned you know your residents are on the go potentially a bit more you know they're not sat down they're not necessarily having that set three course meal would you introduce things like finger foods yeah absolutely uh, and again it's on sort of an individual's basis um so we, we try and keep it simple to a certain extent but you know just keep it to things that residents want um you know don't give them something that they don't like um and obviously making sure they've always got a choice of something they like on the menu um so yeah we we never do a blanket effect um one of my terms i use quite a lot with you know just because you're living with dementia doesn't mean you have to have finger food or it doesn't mean you have to have a blue plate or a yellow plate you know some residents yes they will benefit from using something different and that's absolutely fine and, and that's what we um we will cater for um, you know, if we have got evidence a resident would benefit or maybe eat more from using a blue plate, then yes, we'll provide that blue plate. But um, obviously, we'd look into um, the, the pros and cons for each resident on each piece of, you know, crockery cutlery we may use. Um, and yeah, tailor it, tailor it to that individual. Yeah, that tailoring to the individual's requirements is so important, isn't it? Absolutely. I loved what you said as well about getting residents involved and getting their opinions um, about menus. I'm sure that can be quite controversial at times. Can you tell um, us a bit more about that? Um, 
to be fair, it, it's quite good because, you know, it is a regular thing. Um, you know, it's not something we look at right once every quarter when we change our menus, um, we, we change our menu seasonally. Um, so it's not like, right, anyone around, what, what do you fancy on the menu? It is, you know, daily feedback. It is regular. So it's not sort of a, um, a bombardment of um, lots of information at one time. Um, you know, the food forums, you know, they're great. Um, you know, you're, you're always going to get someone doesn't want something on the menu, but then someone sitting next to them may love it. Um, but that, that's obviously the importance of having the choice um, each day. Um, so, you know, the, just to ensure there is always something on the menu. Um, so with our menus as well, we do have um, sort of a cool off menu or a, um, an alternative menu as well. So our main menus, like I said, they change seasonally um, every quarter. Um, we do have sort of more substantial meals on there. Um, you know, to get obviously all the nutrition, all the calories we need in there. Uh, we do also have an alternative menu, what's pretty much the same every day, um, but it's sort of stuff like your sandwiches, salads, um, you know, and, and jacket potatoes, omelettes, you know, bits and pieces like that. Um, but if someone doesn't fancy, you know, a big meal or, or whatever's on the menu, then they've always got something to, um, to, to sort of fall back on and, and choose from. And are there any... Um like must have criteria that you would be looking at when catering for dementia. So, you know, whether that is um, the nutritionals, um, you know, a higher calorie count, or it has to be easy to, to identify the food on the plate, that kind of thing. Um, I think sort of um, your old school um, English traditional meals are always very popular, sort of your meat and two veg, your cottage pies and stuff. Um, you know, there's always a way of um, of doing it. You know, I know certain restaurants, you know, that you can get a shepherd's pie and you can get a shepherd's pie, you know, um, just because it's a sort of an old traditional meal, it doesn't have to be slop on a plate. Um, you know, there is ways of um, obviously making it look a lot nicer and appealing on the plate as well. Um, and obviously, depending on what you what you put in with it and and how you're serving it, I think that's a huge, huge um, thing to look at. On you know, the chefs can do an amazing job uh, cooking everything from fresh from scratch, and if it's thrown on a plate and thrown in front of someone, however good the food is, you're not you're not going to want to want to eat it. We also provide 100 calorie boosters for residents who may need a higher calorie intake. Um, for example, you know, we also do milkshakes. Um, so, you know, not everyone needs the calories, believe it or not. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you're in a care home, you need more calories. You know, it, it's not always the case. Um, so we may have, say, two strawberry milkshakes on, on today. Uh, one would have a lot more calories in than the other. Um, so people have still got, um, you know, um, sense of, um, you know, they don't feel different. You know, everyone feels equal um, and, and don't feel like they're having something extra on top of everyone else. That was something I wanted to um, ask you actually was around how do you create this sort of balance um, in terms of your back of house, you know, the operation when you are catering for lots of different needs, but there's a need to streamline what you're doing. How do you manage that? Again, it's getting to know the residents you're, you're catering for. Um, you know, if, if you know them, you know, their likes, dislikes, and obviously any allergens or, or anything um, to take into account, then sort of you're halfway there. So yeah, if you're doing a thousand meals, um, you know, for residents, it's going to be a lot harder um, to to get something on there uh, that everyone likes or having everyone to have a choice. If you do it home by home, um, it can be, still be challenging, of course, um, but it's going to be a lot easier for doing it for sort of your forty to one hundred and twenty residents instead of instead of everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And are there any dishes or particular recipes that are hit with your residents with dementia? 
Um, I think it's all, it really is different. It really does um, vary between home by home. Um, you know, some residents do uh, love the finger foods and something they can sort of just, um, you know, pick at. Um, and many, many residents love sort of the, the traditional English meat and two veg uh, and your, yeah, your pies, your, your, your stews. Um, so, yeah, we, we always have them available as well. So for residents where a set meal time or, you know, sitting down for a meal is a challenge and they maybe want something that's a bit more like an all day snacking. How do you manage that? Um, so we've got a number of things depending on the needs of the residents on, on each community. Um, so we have hydration stations uh, for residents to help themselves. So that could be various drinks uh, and various snacks um, from, you know, your homemade biscuits, homemade cakes to, you know, packet crisps and, you know, just snacky, snacky bits and pieces. Um, we do have team offering that throughout the day as well. So if residents, you know, don't want to help themselves or, um, you know, it's just, just to try and promote that. So the team are, are involved in that as well. A fruit bowl can sometimes look nice, um, but it's not very appealing or, or practical. So we like to do sort of fruit displays. Um, so nicely cut up fruit, plenty of colours um, in there so residents can help themselves or team members can support them. Uh, and it's ready to eat rather than um, something you need to peel or, or prepare. Uh, we do, you know, freshly baked pastries in the morning uh, in our cafes, homemade biscuits, um, you know, homemade cakes in the afternoon as well. And again, they're, they're in our cafes, but around the communities as well for people to help themselves or be offered. Um, and yeah, various, uh, various different snacks like the 100 calorie boosters I mentioned as well. Rob, before the interview, we were briefly chatting and you mentioned the six senses that's important to think about when we are catering for dementia. Would you be able to tell us more about that, please? Yeah, so something that has stuck with me um, that I, I learned from our dementia, um, our dementia team um, is the six senses uh, which need to be present for everyone living with dementia, uh, which are security, belonging, continuity, purpose, achievement and significance. Um, so, you know, that's really stuck with me. So I feel it, whatever you're doing, whether it's catering or anything else, um, always take them into account and, and see how they'll be impacted for that individual. Thank you. Yeah, that's a brilliant note for us to finish on. And before I let you go, I wanted to just ask you one more question, which was about fast forward 10 years time. Where do you think the care sector will be at and what does catering and care look like then? Um, it's a very good question. Um, I think, you know, I'm sort of nine years into my um, sort of care career, if you like. And I think even in that time, it's flown by, but so much has changed. Um, so I think, you know, give it another 10 years. I think we're going to um, learn a lot more about dementia than we already know. Um, and I think we need to just continue working on that. Um, so we, you know, I'm very lucky to be in a position with Hallmark, um, and you know, we we have got homes opening. Um, you know, we've got three next year who are opening up, and we've got more in the pipeline as well. Um, and it's, you know, we're looking at villages um, for the future uh, rather than say a home. So that village could, you know, there, there's no end um, to it. So, you know, we're even talking about having sort of, you know, somewhere you can wash your car in the car park. You know, you can go down to the um you know the grocery store you can um there's a butcher's there's a florist on site um and having that real um you know safety safe place but also um a very sort of normal life to lead as well um so i think that's that i'm hoping that's the future at the moment um but again ask me in one two three four five years time um i'm sure that will change and update um every time you ask me 
Thank you, Rob, so much for joining me today. Lots of useful information I'm sure our listeners will find invaluable. Thank you very much for having me. It's been uh, great to chat, Gemma. Thank you. So before we go, just onto a bit of a different topic. I wanted to take the opportunity to let you know about our new Caterers Campus platform. Caterers Campus is our brand new and exclusive e-learning platform for the care sector. It's easy to use, fun and interactive and contains six modules on everything from dysphagia and IGSI, managing cost control and of course dementia. Because it's online, it's available for all of your team to use. Head over to bidfood.co.uk forward slash care hyphen homes to find out more. There's a wealth of information available on the same page, including our new dementia guide, dysphagia guide and care caterers handbook. Head over to the webpage to find out more. The link is also in the show notes. As always, if you're interested in becoming a customer and you would like to know more about how we can support your care home business, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening.